Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what's the plan for your crown. So, obviously you're going to win and then you're going to have this fantastic year as a title holder. But what are you going to do with it? If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The single most common pet peeve in pageantry is queens that don't use their titles. Like, that had no intention of using it. Um, Not those. I have to sort of, what was it, trigger warning this um, by saying this doesn't include those that then have something really crummy happen and it stops them from being able to use their title. Um, There are lots of ways that you can still do. You might not be able to act out the plan that you originally had. There are lots of ways of maybe adapting what you had or doing something at least might be small um, to have done something with your title. But I'm not going to kind of, it's not as cut and dry as, oh, they didn't do anything with their title. They're one of those bad queens. It <laughs> Bad queens, that sounds really aggressive. Um, it's when people went in with like zero intention of actually using their title or putting the effort into using their title and didn't really register that this was a, a job and a commitment. Um, as I've said before, for me personally, I find it very disrespectful to systems, the sponsors, the director and all the other girls that competed. So you can kind of see why I'm quite so passionate about this. Um, if you get to the end of the episode and you'd like a little bit more help with your plan, um, then do rock over to pageantlandcoaching.com. Um, I actually offer a program called Purpose from Pageantry and all the details are over on that website about applying for that one. Some systems do contract you to do things. Um, we have an episode coming up about how to choose your system. Um, and that is definitely in there. Um, trying to find out what you'd actually be contracted to if you won so that you know you're able to fulfill those things. Um, but they should kind of be a bare minimum. You should have a plan of what you want to do. Um, it's great because it gives you something to talk about in your interview. Um, you, you want to be able to say in your interview what you want to do. Why should you win? And... Um, should be based around what you've done so far that proves that you're capable of doing what you're moving forward with doing. Um, One of the things there that I really like is don't just tell them what you're going to do without actually having, like showing your capability of doing that. If you go in and say you're going to run some massive event, but you've never run any event before, um, how are they going to trust that? Whereas if you go in and say, I'm going to run this, this, big event and um, I've run it three times before but I want to make it bigger and better because I will be a title holder or I used to be for me I used to be a wedding and event planner so I want to re- utilize those skills to put on a, a massive 
charity wedding fair or a massive charity ball or something. Um, You need to reference what you've done to prove that you're capable of doing what you're saying you're going to do because otherwise it just sounds far-fetched and ridiculous. Um, So for me, I said uh, in my interview, I talked about if I won my one of the charity events I wanted to do was the Three Peaks. Uh, I have since decided that it's silly waiting for a crown to do the Three Peaks and I've signed up to do it anyway. Um, But I also talked about how I was a personal trainer really into my fitness. So for me to do the Three Peaks isn't as unrealistic as if I like I came into the interview and said, well, I want to do this, but I don't really do any exercise. And so I was able to say what I was going to do and I had proof that I was capable of doing that because of things that I'd done in the past. Now that proof could also be you recognising that you need to learn some more skills. So um, particularly if you're maybe in the younger years and therefore haven't had a career in event planning or whatever it may be, um, you go in and say, I want to run a big charity ball. I've already spoken to this person, this person who have experience in that and they're going to help me and my 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 mum and my dad are very supportive and going to offer me lots of help to make sure that that I've got the guidance to make it happen. Like that is like, that's the work done in advance. It's making sure that you've you've thought about how you could act out these things that you're going to use your crown with like acknowledge that you've got skills that you've got to to use um if you don't have a plan you do risk being called a crown chaser i feel like it's become like a swear word saying crown chaser now we did touch on this um in a previous episode is are you a crown chaser so do go back and listen to that um for like my full personal opinion on crown chasers um and who like how you would define a crown chaser basically I called out my three-year-old as a crown chaser so that's an interesting lesson um but if you don't have a plan and you don't do anything it's much harder to do anything if you don't have a plan and then if you don't do it don't do anything you have yeah there is the potential that you may get called a crown chaser now you may not care that you get called that but is that going to affect your chances in other systems? I don't know. Um, is that going to affect how other people can relate to you um, or like being able to build friendships within the industry? I don't know. But you need to be aware of it. If you don't do something with your title, um, that is a category that you may end up rightly or wrongly going into. So I'm always honest with this podcast. I think, yeah, need to be aware of that. Um so some of the examples of things that you can do with your crown platform for me is a biggie. Um, our sisters over in America are generally, generally a lot better at platform. Um, we do have an interview coming up with an American queen where we talk about what pageant girls in the UK can learn from America. Um, and platform is the difference between throwing a handful of pebbles into a pond and throwing a boulder the boulder is like that focus of that one big main thing that you really really want to do and and the big splash it will create now yes there's going to be lots of other little things that you want to do but it will make your year much calmer more focused it's easier to get appearances because you get them around your platform not just around pageantry um I talked about this in the episode about digital um, appearances of the fact that particularly at the moment and and we were much more in the middle of lockdown during that when I recorded that episode. um, There are limited appearance opportunities if you only look at pageantry. 
Whereas if you have a platform, say, that's um, health and fitness, sorry, I'm going to go there, uh, health and fitness platform, um, then you could get on any kind of podcast that's about health and fitness, any kind of YouTube channel that's about health and fitness. You could hold health and fitness events and it still be linked to your platform. Um, so I think that for me, platform is really, really important. I would love to see more girls embracing platform. Um, I think it's... Um, I would say a higher quality caliber of contestant has a platform, but um, I do, I do feel like it shows thought beyond just the sparkles to have a platform, um, and that's something I work on um, with girls with purpose from pageantry is is forming their platform, and um, and I think the majority of good coaches will will work with people to make sure they've got a platform in whether they call it a platform or not. Um, and with platform, a phrase that I love um, that comes from Alicia Darby, who runs Winner Pageant over in America, um, and she's got a fantastic podcast as well. Uh, she calls it a legacy project. And I think that describes it really well. So you'd have your platform and then you'd have a legacy project. And this would be something that would stand the test, will stand the test of time after you've like handed back your crown. Something that's going to make an impact long beyond your year. Um, and I think that is the difference between whether a, a queen is remembered or not. Because um, you do get, people will complain that, oh, once once you hand your crown back, you're just forgotten. It's like, well, no, because if, you, if you've made a massive impact, if you've left something behind that will stand the test of time, that's how you don't get forgotten as the title holder. Um, so I think, yeah, platform legacy project, I'm a very important part of your your plan for the crown and your purpose from pageantry charity work um whether it being you setting up stuff or that there's some events you want to go and support it doesn't just mean donating sometimes the finances are really tricky and it doesn't always mean uh fun specifically fundraising awareness of the charity i I have connected with two fundraise for charities before and they've said, actually, we've got quite a lot of funds at the moment, but we need more awareness or um, we need more connections with this and that. And um, one of the charities my partner works with, um, they needed they needed some connections and guidance with how to spend the money as opposed to actually gaining the money, um, which is a brilliant place to be in, but still a massive struggle. Um, so sometimes, yeah, it's not just about raising the money, it's about the awareness side too. Uh, supporting your sister queens, I kind of feel like that's as a bare minimum. If your sister queen is doing something you are liking and you are sharing um, and you are commenting um, and a nice long comment to support the algorithm of social medias, um, that is like the absolute bare minimum. You can sit in your bath, you can sit on the sofa, you can sit on the cross trainer, whatever it is and support your sister queens it takes very little effort um go a step further and support the contestants that were competing with you or are competing next year um i know quite a lot of the um quite a lot of the systems will either have maybe not an event at the moment but an event or a whatsapp group or a facebook group whatever um, where the, the upcoming contestants can connect. If you're a queen, get in that group and offer some support. You can do it from your sofa. You don't have any makeup on. Very, very little effort required, but just shows, shows so much. 
can't think of can't think of the right word but it shows for me it shows so much class and like uh, and commitment to the system um and yeah respect of the girls that are going to come up there and go through what you went through so that's quite a cool thing to make sure is part of your plan um speaking up on big issues obviously there were some deafening silences um obviously some uh, some people came out with hideously racist comments as well during um the the recent additional awareness around black lives matter um and i for one really want to make sure i'm constantly trying to educate myself now and and it it was something i was aware of but i wasn't doing enough um and i do find it really interesting that this connected with so many of us more for some reason hideous things have happened before um and this time i think because more people are at home with lockdown and everything um it's everyone's on a bit more of a go slow so it gave us that bit more of a chance to think things through but there were some deafening silences within the packaging industry of people that just didn't speak up um and you need to be aware that when you're a queen you're held you are held on a pedestal by a lot of people there are a lot of people looking up to you it's so often talked about that um you want to be a queen because you want to be a good role model being good role model speaks up on big issues to speak up (laughs) promoting your system um i think is really really important if we want the industry to grow we need to be supporting our system um so making sure that you are telling people about your system in and out of the pageantry industry you can't just go and poach from other systems that's not what i'm talking about um talking about um whether it's going on social media or at actual events yawning apparently talk too much um or at actual events that you are talking about all the thing amazing things you've learned from pageantry um and and how wonderful your system is and again same thing with your sponsors um and sponsors aren't just the people that are officially sponsoring you those are all the people that donated to that prize package if you've got items in your prize package, you want to be talking about them, sharing them on social media. Um, one, it's nice to do because often these are small businesses that have don- donated the gifts to prize packages. Um, two, it encourages more people to want to donate to future prize packages, which is another way of supporting your system and future queens and future contestants. Um, it's also good for you because it shows that you are great at representing brands. You may then find that other brands contact you on social media and would ask you to represent them because you've represented your, your sponsors and your prize as well. Um, so it's it's a two-way street with, with speaking out and really promoting your sponsors and, and going above and beyond, not just the bare minimum that maybe your director's asking you to. Like Think outside the box. What more could you do to show some love and support to your sponsors? Um, Supporting the industry in general, I think, is a really good use of having your crown. Um, getting out there to events that wouldn't necessarily see a pageant queen and don't even know that pageantry is still a, a thing, um, I think is really, really important. Um, so that could be um, making sure that you're going on well, things like this podcast, um, supporting pageant land, which our aim is to help the industry grow. Um, so maybe you shared one of our posts. Um, you've got the amazing videos that um, Hannah does over on Sparkles and Rhinestones. Um, speak to her about doing an interview or make sure that you're sharing some of the content that's over there because she provides a lot of free content that's very, very helpful for contestants, new and old. Um, 
by old I mean have been in the industry a long time not old in age um age is just a number um but she puts out a lot of amazing free content that as far as I'm concerned is very very helpful for helping the industry grow so you show some of her free content some love and support and some shares you are in effect supporting the industry as a whole but those are just two examples that the first two that kind of sprung to my head don't wait to win to make a plan think like a queen before you become one officially and I did this last time I competed and it was just such a game changer. I ran my like contestant, it wasn't even a full year, but my contestant months as I would if I was a title holder. I wanted to show myself that I could do it. I wanted to have like evidence of well, this this was important to me. It was important to um, compete like a winner um, so that I could say, look, look, all the things I did as a contestant this is what I will do as a title holder, but bigger and better. Um, but it also means that you're starting the planning process while you're still a contestant. Now, there are things that I will hold off from my plan for when I do win. And then there were some things like the three peaks that I went, actually, I don't want to wait. I had in my head that I would be doing it this year because I was going to win and like wanted to win and um, sort of had been doing my like mind prep, as it were. Um, so there are some things out that I've taken out of my win plan and moved over into my contestant plan. And there are some things that I will hold off because they they don't necessarily need the impact of a title, but I would like to launch them more with a title than without. So, um, But start to make those plans so that when you do win, you can hit the ground running. Um, it doesn't go, like I said, it doesn't completely go to waste because you move it over to your next pageant. Um, but yeah, you don't want like, like, oh, I'm going to take three months off while I work out what I'm going to do with my year. Oh, pants. Now I've only got nine months to actually do anything with it. Have a plan so that, yeah, the day after you win, you know what you're going to do. Um, my personal opinion. Um, be it big or small. And maybe, yeah, maybe the first couple of months it would only be little small things. But you just, you go into it knowing what you're going to do. Um, and yeah, then if you don't win, you can decide what to hold off and what to forward with oh it's getting late in the day and it's really hot so I would apologize for the yawning but I have a three-year-old and she's exhausting and I get this one hour and I'm recording podcast episodes so I'm I'm tired <laughs> at least I'm honest um it is great content for your interview but never lie about what you're going to do and um, just to win um, to go in there and say, oh, I've got this plan, this plan, this plan, where if realistically you're like, well, I probably won't do any of that, but it'll sound good in my interview. Don't do it. It's just not ethical. It's just not ethical. Um, someone might call you out on it, but beyond that, it's just not ethical. Um, and I like being ethical. Let's try and keep pageantry ethical. Um, so think about what you'd like to do, then what's realistic that you can do. Um, and even if you go into your interview and saying, these are the things that I definitely know I can achieve with my year. Here's a couple of other things that I would like to do, but they're a bit dependent on finances or if I can get some additional support or if one of my sister queens wants to run it with me. Like be real with the judges. Um, they'll appreciate that. And what you've said will carry a lot more weight if you're a bit more real and realistic about it. Um, the last one thing I want to touch on which I've talked about before um, 
and I talked about it at the end of when I did a the workshop for CrownCon for any of you that joined for that. You can enter without aiming the aim of winning. And I don't think many people would go as far as in their interview saying, I'm not here to win. Um, They might. I feel like I'd be the first person to like genuinely go into, if there was a system I just wanted to do for a bit of fun or something or as an interim and to actually say that in my interview, that is the sort of thing I would say. Um, Probably shouldn't, but hey, hey. Um, But you can go in without the aim of winning um, and just go in and have a bit of fun. Um, It's completely up to you what you do. Pageantry is still a hobby. It's a hobby a lot of us take very seriously and it is a hobby that you can make an amazing impact in the world with. Um, But it is also just a hobby. So some people may just want to go in and do it for fun. And therefore you don't necessarily need to have a plan for your crown um, because you're not aiming for the crown. Uh, if you then win and need to get a plan in place quickly, reach out and we'll get you on the Purpose from Pageantry course um, and we'll get you a plan sorted so that you don't just let it go to waste. But it's okay if you don't want to go in with the aim to win um, and you just want to have a little fun. If you've got any questions around this or you've got any questions around um, the programs that I run, the Purpose from Pageantry or the Pageantry Game Plan, then please, please reach out. Um, the Pageantland email is literally pageantland at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you've got any requests for topics you'd like to be covered um, and things like that, then do pop us an email as well. Check out our social media um, at Pageantland Online. And don't forget, pop over and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes for your chance to win a £20 Amazon gift voucher. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.